Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I am James Haskell, along with my faithful compadre, Glenn Martin. DK in the background, spinning the discs. We are here mm-hmm. tonight. It is finally, Glenn, finally game week. Game purple Friday, Jimbo. It is Purple Friday, and uh, I am here for all of it. I'm so excited. Can't wait. I tried not yeah. to talk to everyone I encountered today about football. That was like one of my main goals today. Like, hey, don't overshare about football to everyone because not everyone has the same, you know, excitement that you do. But I failed miserably. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. How you doing on a Friday night? Yeah, I mean, just like you. Can't wait to see what this team's going to look like when they're finally out there going against a actual team against them. I mean, this it can't get any better. We got the we got the Orioles on TV leading the Red Sox. I mean, you know what they've been doing all season long, right. storming into the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, I can't be more more excited about uh, really this weekend. Last night, heck of a game. I mean, kind of a. I mean, some people, the Lions have kind of been the darling dark horse to pick in the NFC. And I think some people did pick the Lions, especially when they saw Kelsey be out. But still, heck of a ball game. Uh, goes right down to it. Looks like two good teams uh, battling last night. Yeah, no, uh, it was it was a good time. It, can I be completely honest with you? Don't tell it me you didn't watch the game. It, it, was, it wasn't the Ravens, so I did fall asleep at halftime. I couldn't make it through halftime. I tried so hard, Glenn. And really? I was like... I just can't. I couldn't. At least you I, saw the Dan Campbell fake punt from inside his I own did. 20. That, that was awesome. Whew. That was Got awesome. a bag on him, boy. Yeah, no, that was awesome, man. That was a lot of fun. I did try hard. I just, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. But you better believe my eyes are going to be, wa- I mean, this is going to be me in the Ravens game right here. I just- <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking forward to it, of course. Um, and we have a guest for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking, uh, obviously, the Houston Texans. And we always try and bring mm-hmm. someone in that uh, sees it from their perspective because, of course, we're here in Baltimore and we see it from the Ravens inside out. We want to see from the Texans' view. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. <clears throat> and we'll give you the injury report. We'll give you our you know, players to look out for, keys to the game, predictions. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to be the one to announce that we are, of course, bringing back the competition, the vaunted, the exciting, heated. the heated. Foregone the- conclusion that Glenn will be the winner. That one I'm not gonna say, but our over under competition is back, ladies and gentlemen, with a with some swag on the line every week. Uh, so make sure you uh, understand how to enter the competition, and mm-hmm. of course, DK will is the ruler of it, and he will be ultimately designating a winner every week. So stay tuned; we'll be doing that as well. Uh, with that being said, always we always start with injuries. I think what we'll do, Glenn, is probably bring in our guest and then we'll talk yeah. about injuries on both sides yeah, yeah, and then kind together. of move from there, get into the Texans. Does that work for you? Sounds good. Let's do it. All um, right, Cody, Cody, that's how you pronounce it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Cody. So Glenn's going to do his best impersonation of a WWE announcer yeah. oh, come on, when he brings man. you in here. Okay. On, man. Look, we got the Texans beat reporter for locked on Texans who, by the way, I think recently celebrated their 500th episode as the host of locked on Texans. Also at Texans daily, uh, covers the Rockets as well. So really just wearing a lot of hats, all things Houston. So bringing in our new guest in front of the show. Welcome to the show, Cody Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate <laughs> you joining us. What's up, Cody? 
What's up, James? What's up, Glenn? Thank you so much for having me, man. It's an honor. First and foremost, let me just say um, I'm just as excited. The NFL season is finally back. And second, even though I cover, look, listen, I cover the Houston Texans, but I do have a couple players that I root for. I'm hoping that Lamar Jackson win MVP because I was so hey. sick and tired of the disrespect that was going on. Yeah. I, man, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to have some, some more followers. But look, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. As a matter of fact, we talked to C.J. Stroud on Monday, and C.J. said it himself. He loves Lamar Jackson. He's hoping that he gets an opportunity to chop, chop it up with him after the game, and I'm just hoping that this will be another MVP caliber season for my mm. guy, man. Mm. Yeah, I, I love hey, look, it, We're here for it, right, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, look, I, I think – You'd be crazy not to think he's at least going to be in the discussion if he stays healthy. I appreciate oh, you being – because, look, we get a lot of haters around the country when it comes to Lamar Jackson. So I, I and I don't understand why. Like, listen, and you guys covering the Houston Texans over the last couple of years, I have went through my fair share of nonsense. Let me just say <laughs> that. But I just did not understand why – what was the reason behind this quote-unquote should you or should you not pay Lamar? I'm like – in my opinion, he's a top three quarterback in this league, MVP. Yeah. The hey. guy has basically been winning ever since he became the starter. Like, what is this nonsense? That's just – I just had to get that off my chest, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, trust me, man. The whole offseason until draft night, I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth, all about Lamar, of course. So we totally get it. We've been mm -hmm. venting a ton of hot air over here when it comes to Lamar <laughs> Jackson, but certainly – we agree with you. I mean, I need Lamar to be the savior of my fantasy team, if I'm being completely honest with you. So, uh, absolutely, we're riding Lamar and and uh, and hoping that it he has that type of season as well. You know what it is, Cody, before we get into to the injury report, people fear what they don't understand. That's what it is. Got to be, man. It, see, it just, it you remember just what it was like when Allen Iverson took off in the NBA? Oh, yeah, I, exactly. It was the same thing, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like, haters. Just haters. <laughs> right. You know, I feel like Lamar's got a lot of that in him. He's so unique as a player, and people fear what they don't understand. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm leaning on. But, all right, so, Cody, what we'll do is, of course, you are our Texans expert, so we're going to ask you a lot of Texans questions, mm -hmm. pepper you with them. But what we'll do before we do, hand is get in – before we do so, we're going to get into injury report for both teams, and then, you know, you can talk to us about these, give us the inside scoop on these uh, – injured Texans. We're going to have DK, of course, our producer put up this graphic real quick and we'll kind of run, run uh, down uh, a few of these. Glenn, I'll let you kick off the Ravens stuff here. Yeah. I mean, no surprise. Marlon Humphrey finds his way on, uh, not going to be able to suit up for this game. I think the hope is still that he'll make him, his way onto the field at some point in the first quarter of the season, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, not, not really much concern with the ankle. Did have a little bit of concern when I saw Odell pop up. Now, th th the reason I think there's less concern is that he didn't get limit. He didn't get removed from practice. He got downgraded to limited and then back to full participation on Friday. So he looks like he's ready to go. The only question right now remains around Mark Andrews. You know, he had this this injury that we're not really sure on. He's gotten in limited practices throughout the week. So some are optimistic. I think personally he's going to be able to suit up and play. Uh, but I guess that's the only not known about this upcoming game. Yeah, one thing we do know about Mark is that if he's not playing, it's simply because the trainer said you're not playing. Oh, yeah. Not be because he he's yeah. like, oh, this hurts. No, that's just not how Mark <laughs> Andrews rolls. Like, he's yeah. just not that way. One of the most intense humans I think we've ever seen play for the yeah. Baltimore Ravens. He's 
he's not that guy. Uh, but Cody, why don't you talk to us about these uh, Texans guys? Let us know what's going on, man. Yeah, so as you guys see on the injury report, as of right now, the biggest name that kind of has everyone worried here in the, down here in the city of Houston is Jimmy Ward. You know, I was starting safety next to Jalen Petrie. And that is real, that is somewhat disappointing because when you looked at the pairing of Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie, you knew without a shadow of a doubt that those two guys was just going to help elevate the Texans secondary. However, like I mentioned, going up against the top three quarterback in Lamar Jackson, um, especially with the new weapons that I'm pretty sure he's dying to play with, um, it might be kind of challenging for the Houston Texans to kind of like slow him down. Um, and that's the the biggest thing without Jimmy Ward. Christian Harris is the next biggest name on the list. I'm anticipating him to play on Sunday. So that's not too much a big deal. However, Blake Cashman, that's one of those names where you guys might not be familiar with him. However, he is one of those guys that can definitely step up and help the um, Texans linebacking core. He has been, a, he has been phenomenal throughout training camp. I was excited to see him, you know, his status is out. I know a lot of people look on there and see John Mechie. However, right now he's dealing with a hamstring injury, and it's nothing to be too, too concerned about as of right now because, look, everyone knows John Mechie's story. Um, this is a young man who really hasn't played football in almost two years, and general manager Nick Casario did say last week that when it comes to John Mechie, it's definitely going to take him some time to really get going. So, you know, not too surprised that he's dealing with the hamstring injury. And then you got Darrell Gumbawale. That is not too much of a big deal. He's more so going to be on the special team so there you have it the houston texans injury report however it's the names that is on ir at the moment that's somewhat more concerning for this organization mm -hmm, absolutely i know you guys got some injuries at uh at o-line if i'm not mistaken correct mm -hmm. who are some sure. of those guys you guys uh, you're starting left tackles out right is that correct no it's um starting left guard oh in, left in, in right. kendra green i mean right. kenyon green kenyon green is out also our starting center and scott quisenberry he oh, is boy. out as well and then you have our second mm. best lineman and this one hurts the most and that's um titus howard and you know with having three of your starters out it hurts because you guys know when it comes to the offensive line the best thing for them to do is make sure that you have that camaraderie that continuity that chemistry and look I would give kudos to Nick Casario and head coach D'Amico Ryans. Ever since, you know, the offensive line been hampered with injuries, those guys have been trying their hardest to bring in talent. However, I just don't believe that those guys have had enough time in practice and with the film to say, you know what, let's go out there and help the Houston Texans. And, you know, this is going to be the rookie debut of CJ Stroud. And not only that, this is going to be a team that wants to run the football and for them to start the season off with a depleted offensive line, it isn't looking good, especially with the loss of Scott Quisenberry and Titus Howard. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's never good when you have a rookie quarterback in front of a bang or behind a banged up offensive line, especially heading to Baltimore, which, uh, you know, can be quite a tall task, you know, for a rookie. But let me ask you about your new head coach. D'Amico Ryans comes over after, I mean, a lot of success as the defensive coordinator with the, with the 49ers. And of course, familiar face, you know, a star player when he was with the Houston Texans returns. I mean, it's got to be a dream come true to return and be the head coach. What are your early like early impressions, expectations for him in this first season? And also, 
is the offensive system similar to what he's played in in, in his whole career with Kubiak being his former head coach and then Shanahan running the offense over in in, in uh, San Fran? Yeah, you know, you you guys are definitely going to see it on on Sunday. You know, it's basically a replica of of everything. Um, especially you know the system that um the San Francisco 49ers use, and it's ironic because the new offensive coordinator Bobby Slowey, he was the passing game coordinator. So you know that that whole Shannon hand mm-hmm. tree, you know everything that we you know know about the San Francisco 49ers. Um offense is definitely what we are seeing here in the city of Houston. As for D'Amico Rhines, man, you know, he has just been a brush, uh, a, 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 a breath of fresh air down here in the city of Houston. I mean, you guys been seeing it over the last three to four years. It has been nothing but nonsense after nonsense after nonsense. You know, this is an organization that has fired what four head coaches, no three head coaches ever since um, 2020, October of 2020. Mm. Then your last two head coaches, David Cully and Lovey Smith, we was we was sitting here, you know, looking at the hiring and like, what is this? You know, especially with the whole Lovey Smith situation, because it seemed like that they was going to hire Josh McCown. But then some other stuff went on behind closed doors. And then next thing you know, you elevate Lovey Smith. And, you know, the one thing that I would say about Coach D'Amico Ryan's that he definitely had bought stability back to this franchise, stability and respectability. And you can literally see that every one of these players, they are playing with a new sense of urgency and, and, and a new sense of energy. As a matter of fact, I, I wanted to write a story on the newness that's surrounding this team with head coach D'Amico Ryan's. And I asked a couple of players in the locker room, you know, hey, can you just, if you can, put in words, just describe what the last two to three years have been? And I got turned down by every single player that I asked. And every time I asked, they hit me with that, man, you know, that's that's going to be somebody else's job. I, I don't want to put nothing out there. So that's just that that right there lets me know that, you know, the last three years for this organization has been bad. However, as I mentioned with D'Amico Ryan's man, he has just bought a newness that this organization definitely needed. And I think, the best thing about having Coach D'Amico Ryan's, given the fact that this team is so young, he is definitely going to help lay a foundation for a lot of these guys for so they can go out there and have a respectable and hopefully in CJ Charles's case, a, a really good um NFL career. Mm, I'm glad to hear that. I, I, I know that can be difficult to simply change the pulse of an entire organization, the culture of an entire organization. And that's a lot to put on a head coach, certainly a guy that's new to doing the job, right? So mm-hmm. um, got to pick the right guy, but certainly he seems like he's the right one to do it thus far. My question is about the guy you mentioned a couple of times, and that's your quarterback, CJ Stroud. I've liked a few of the Ohio State guys coming out. I feel like for one reason or another, they get relatively disrespected. I, I was glad he went to you guys, and I think he's a, he's a good football player. Uh, what have you guys seen thus far in camp? Like, what's been the the things that uh, has gotten people excited? Are there some, you know, people that are sounding the alarms and a bit worried? <laughs> what's the, you know, what's the um, temperature on uh, Mr. Stroud? Um, everybody down here is excited. You know, as for me personally, someone who has been watching CJ um, ever since rookie minicamp, I would say that you can tell that he is definitely going through the learning curve. Um, and speaking of CJ, the one thing that I've he- that I've heard a lot of players say, and one thing that I've heard Coach D'Amico Ryan's and Bobby Sloyd talk about is the fact that he doesn't make the same mistake twice. And you know. 
I could kind of see what they're talking about because at the start of training camp, I'm not going to lie, it did not look that good. He was turning the ball over at an alarming rate at one time. However, the fact that he continued to learn from those mistakes, he's basically been taking care of the football, you know, through the rest of training camp, through the joint practices, um, through the rest of the preseason. I believe he had threw an interception that first preseason game against the New England Patriots, but the last two against the um, who's our second um game that we play Miami Miami and then to close it out with the Saints you can definitely see that he started to take care of the take care of the football a little bit more and it's and it's the same thing that I started to notice towards the end of training camp I know the one thing that kind of concerned me at the start of training camp at, at and throughout OTAs it was seemed like he was just holding on to the ball just a little bit too long and you know that was the result of him getting sacked a couple of times so you know that's something that I wrote down you know CJ needs to learn how to you know adjust and get through his reads quicker however the last part of um training camp looking at that last preseason game against the Saints especially that second series that ended with him connecting with Nico Collins for that touchdown drive you saw CJ really executing in 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 a faster pace which means that he's going through his reads at a at a at a faster pace so you know CJ as i mentioned he's going through his learning curve i'm pretty sure you know throughout this entire season there's going to be moments where it seems like he's going to be struggling however if he continued that work ethic if he continue that notion of not making the same mistake twice he's definitely going to have a pretty solid hopefully really good nfl career down here in the city <laughs> of houston but man i i've really been impressed with cj that's awesome yeah well hopefully it doesn't uh start too glowingly in this first <laughs> week but i gotta ask you about uh the guy on the other side uh picked quite high will anderson brought in to be you know the pass rusher of the future and i i you know I think expectations are high, but I, I don't know if anyone has higher expectations than your guy Sarge. I got to be oh, honest. Oh, Lord have mercy! I seen, <laughs> I seen the prediction, and I mean, damn, that's that's almost blasphemy. I mean, I just know if somebody was in oh, here trying goodness. to predict that Adafi Owe was going to break any Terrell Suggs records, it, it, I mean, blasphemy. So. <laughs> I mean, I love the energy that Sarge brought, but he said he was going to be better than J.J. Watt. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He said that on, I believe that was the Woo. Tuesday installment of Locked On. And one thing about Sarge, you know, he's just not saying it, you know, just because he want, you know, the clicks and the likes yeah. and the in the debate. No, if he say something, he got this saying that he's going to stand 10 toes down. And, you know, I asked him again, I'm like, do you really believe that? He was like, 10 toes down. But look, Dang. I'm not going to go as far as to say that he's going to be better than J.J. Watts. <laughs> but what I would say at least in his rookie season, uh, Will Anderson Jr. is definitely going to change the Houston Texans defense, especially the front four. You know, the one thing, you know, since I've been around the Houston Texans, it's basically been throughout this whole entire rebuild. And the one thing that they always struggle with was stopping the run, stopping the run. Like, they was terrible at it. As a matter of fact, I think the Texans over the last two seasons have given up an average of like 150 yards on the ground alone. So, with Will Anderson Jr., he has definitely, you can already see what type of impact he's going to have on that defensive front, especially at stopping the run. There was moments throughout the joint practice against the Miami Dolphins where they did not have positive yards on the ground at all, and that is definitely what I wanted to see. And the one thing that I love about Will Anderson Jr., 
is the impact that he's definitely going to have on that offensive line. It's going to be one of those impact where it might not show up all the time in, in sack numbers, but he's going to be the guy that's going to command a double team, which means he's going to help his teammates going to opposing teams backfield and help create havoc. I remember there was a moment during training camp where it was him and I can't remember who it was. I want to say it, it was either Jonathan Gennard or Jacob Martin. I can't remember who it was, but due to the double team that he commanded, one of those guys was able to get into the backfield and sack C.J. Stroud. And that is something, ironically, that the Houston Texans haven't had since the departure of J.J. Watt. And like I mentioned, man, Will Anderson Jr., I know with him coming to the Houston Texans, um, being on the same team, being drafted right after C.J. Stroud. Of course, all of the attention and everything is going to C.J. And I'm not going to lie, it seems like Will Anderson Jr. has fallen under the popular radar because, you know, C.J. commands so much attention. However, it might be a good thing for Will Anderson mm -hmm. Jr. because I'm definitely starting to see him pick up so much of the Texans' defense, his adjustment to the NFL, the speed, Everything that that you want to see out of the out of your defensive end, he's definitely learning at a fast pace. And I'm like, man, I, I can't wait to see what type of impact that he's going to have throughout this whole entire regular season. And we're talking about Will Anderson as a rookie. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, it's, that's certainly exciting stuff to get some some juice there. Some young guys there that could be future leaders and pillars for the franchise. It's just Quan says, Cody, how's the hometown rookie wide receiver? Mm, he must be talking about Tank Dale. Mm. Man, Tank Dale has been surprising. You know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I knew him a little bit coming out of the University of Houston. However, given his size, look, I stand 5'9", and I truly believe that me and Tank Dale, we, matter of fact, we are the same height because I walked past him in the locker room today, um, quick interaction, and we literally looking eye to eye. So I'm like, okay. If this is a wide receiver that's my size, I understand he's a lot talented than me. You know, he he he's, he's more gifted. Yeah, just a little bit more <laughs> faster. You know, um, I'm like, I, I I really didn't know what to expect from Tank Dale. However, going back to training camp, going back to those joint practices against the Miami Dolphins, where he caught, I believe it was like there was a day that first day of joint practice where he caught like three touchdowns. This young man is going to be something serious. And, you know, the wide receiving core going into training camp, it was kind of concerning. You know, you don't have a number, a quote-unquote number one wide receiver. You know, you don't have nobody that kind of like sticks out to you. However, Tank Dell is one of those guys to where you're looking at Tank and you're saying to yourself, look, we he might not be your number one wide receiver, but he's definitely going to be one of those guys that's going to be explosive. My only concern with him, given his stature, if he is going up against a defender and he can't create no type of separation or anything like that, um, he's not going to win 50-50 balls. So, you know, he's not going to do anything for you on that particular play. However, if he's playing in a zone, coming off the screen, if he finds the smallest gap, the smallest hole to break free, once he gets the ball, it's over. By the way, don't be surprised on Sunday if you see Tank Dale being utilized as the primary kicker. We tried to ask special teams coordinator Frank Ross several times on Thursday whether or not that's going to be the case. But, of course, he's hiding his cars. I'm like, 
Y'all only as the wanna, primary what, Cody? As the primary returner. Oh, primary okay. Kick okay. returner. Okay. Yeah. You said kicker. Okay. I know. Kicker. I said kick returner. I want, kick what, returner. I want, what the heck? He's, <laughs> no, he's, he's, no, not, he's, not, he's not that dynamic. He I'm as like, the damn. primary kick returner, you know. Right, so, okay, right, you right. know, that is something that, you know, I definitely is expecting in his very first game for the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, he kind of reminds me of the 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 hype we got going on with Zay Flowers over here. We got a little <laughs> that, got that a little spark actually, plug as well. I actually wanted Zay Flowers for the Texans. I'm not even going. Well, you can't have him, Cody. <laughs> you hear me? You can't have him. He's ours. Uh, but all right. Well, I got to ask your your opinion on the on the game. Of course, you know it's a, it's, uh, it's, it's it's no surprise. This is going to be a tough one heading into Baltimore, taking mm-hmm. on a team that. You know, John typically he always has his guys ready to go week one. And if you look at his last few week ones, yeah. it's uh it can be kind of brutal for the opponents coming into the bank. What's your expectations this Sunday? Uh well, first and foremost, let me just go ahead and get this out the way. I do have the Baltimore Ravens winning this game because first and foremost, you guys are the most experienced team. Um, and as for the Houston Texans, everything about the Texans is new. And not only that, you know, throughout this whole entire week and even last week as well. In the press conference and the locker rooms, we have been talking about a lot of firsts. This is going to be C.J. Charles' first real game. Same thing with Will Anderson. And not only that, that's just the players on the field. This is going to be um, Coach D'Amico Ryan's first game as a head coach. Bobby Sloyd, first game as an offensive coordinator. And I think this game, more so than anything, is going to be a learning curve. Because you're going to have to go out there and learn and get adjusted to, you know, playing and executing this game on the NFL level. Um, you guys do have like rain in the forecast as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So lock it up. Yep. That's going to be another concern and another issue for this offense as well, especially given the fact that you're going into this game with a depleted offensive line. So there are some things in this game that I that I want to see from CJ, from the offense, from the defense, and that's number one, just going out there and being competitive, but. Number two for the offense, just going out there, executing your plays and just moving the ball. There were several times ever since the departure of Deshaun Watson where the offense just looked stagnant. It looked bad. It was vanilla and it just didn't look good. I'm not putting too much on CJ in this offense as of right now, but I do just want to see them just go out there and execute, move the ball and, you know, just make things competitive. And the same thing on the defensive side of the ball as well. Just go out there, get some stops. You know, you guys looked really good throughout training camp. I want to see if you can still, you know, take away the football when, when it presents itself. I want to see you go out there and stop the run. You know, I do know um, it's Mark. No, no. Mark Andrew isn't ruled out. He's questionable. Right. 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 Yeah. OK, you're cool. And what about my boy Odell Beckham Jr.? Oh, he's he, out there. He's he, out. He's going to be he's looking gonna good. Oh, he's okay, suited. he's going to play. You know, so I, I look at the secondary. I am worried a little bit because Jimmy Ward isn't going to be out there. However, there's a guy by the name of Derek Stingley Jr. Mm-hmm. You've been hearing the noise coming out of New York. You've been hearing a lot of people, including down here in the city of Houston, who have been saying that you know the Texans made a mistake by picking a mall sauce gardener over you. I want to see this. If I, there's any expectations that I'm placing on any player, mm-hmm. it's Derek Stingley Jr. Because, look, we all are projecting you to be the number one corner on this team. That's right now is Steven Nelson. And you said it yourself. You feel healthy. This is the best that you felt since 2019. And we all know what took place in LSU in, mm-hmm. in 2019. Mm-hmm. I want to see him go out there. And I don't care if he's playing up against Zay Flowers or – or Odell Beckham Jr., whoever you are holding for that particular game, 
I want you to make that receiver non-existent. That is the mm -hmm. only expectation that I'm going into this game with. But other than that, man, it's definitely going to be a learning curve for the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah I I, uh, I had a more specific question regarding that, but I've decided not to ask because you already answered my question. <laughs> um, Look, Cody's a nice guy. Don't put him on the nice fence. A bit, uh, <laughs> make him have to I'll, I'll tell you what, Cody, base. we've got some folks that have come on that we love, mm -hmm. but that uh, have – even with their number one quarterback, I'll say this in 2019 with their backup quarterback out in 2019, they, they picked their team to beat the 2019 Ravens when Lamar was an absolute tear. Right. <laughs> so, and their backup quarterback. So there were some guys that were really drinking the Kool-Aid, but you know what? I get it. I'm full of purple Kool-Aid myself. Yeah. How many losses <laughs> are you going to pick for the Ravens this year, Jimbo? Hey, I'll tell you what, I'll be closer <laughs> than you. <laughs> I've never picked the Ravens to lose by the way. Hmm. Yeah, well. Uh, so, yeah, I get it. My point is that we appreciate you being objective. We know mm -hmm. it's hard because we're all fans. Like, we totally <laughs> get it. So, uh, we appreciate mm -hmm. that. And, look, I think the, ultimately this is just me speaking to any Texans fan out there. It's just about progress right now, right? Like, you want to look mm -hmm. different now in, in comparison to the end of the season, at least in my opinion, right? You want to compete. Oh, yeah. You want to look You want to look different. But, Cody, uh, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, we appreciate it. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, all the stuff you're working on. We were talking about before the show, it looks like you wear about a million hats. So uh, <laughs> let them know where they can find all the stuff you're working on. Yeah, so if you want to follow Locked On Texans, read my articles over at Texans Daily. That's part of um, Sports Illustrated. The easiest thing that you can do is follow me on the artist formerly known as Twitter over at um, Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-E. Yes, underscore 24. I'm actually working on a piece. I had an opportunity to talk to Shaq Mason and talk to um talk to Steven Nelson and just ask them, you know, what have they been seeing with the development of CJ Stroud? You know, just taking one person on offense, taking one person on defense, and just seeing, you know, what are some of the small nuances that, you know, have been kind of falling under the radar with CJ Stroud going into his very first game. Um, by the way, speaking of a rookie wide receiver, um, I'm doing this new thing this year where I'm trying to do this new thing called Rookie Diary, where I just pull a rookie to the side and just talk to him about, you know, whatever point we are in the season. Um, today we I dropped the latest piece is actually part two. Uh, had an opportunity to talk to Xavier Hutchison, who I believe is going to be pretty solid for the Houston Texans in their wide receiving core and on special teams as well. So you guys can read out, read that, and just see you know what it's like just being a rookie, you know, coming up on your very first NFL game, man. You know, it's, awesome. it, it, I don't know what they expect from this game. I don't think you guys are going to win. What was, the, what was that? Fifty eight. 59 um to zero that y'all beat Miami. What was that week one of oh what year like was that? that? That was 19. That was, 19. 19. That was, that was a year. <laughs> it was a hell of a year. I mean, Look, yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna be a blowout or anything like that, but I tell you one thing. If you guys run run, run into Lamar Jackson or whatever the case might be, tell him that he got a fan in Houston that's rooting <laughs> for him. This is Lamar Jackson year. There that's we right. go. Yes, sir. Last I question for it. you, Cody, on the way out. It's just Quan says, Cody, how do the Texans defend Bateman, OBJ, Flowers, and Andrews if you were the defensive coordinator? Oh, man. I was – man, that, that's going to be kind of tough because, once again, it's not like you, you guys have anybody just throwing them the football. No, you have Lamar Jackson. Let me just say that. But um, mm -hmm. if I was defensive coordinator, man, I, I would just, you know – how can I put this? I would probably start off with man and just see how a lot of those guys do that. And I say I would start off with man because 
the number one guy that I'm looking at in this game is Derek Stingley Jr. And his best attribute is when he's able to go out there and play man. And we saw last year playing in Lovey Smith's Tampa 2 defense, playing in that zone defense, he did not look good. So mm. that is how I will start off, you know. Um, Steven Nelson, he's a really good one-on-one um, corner as well. So that is that would basically be my take. We're going to just go out there, play man, and see what you guys can do. Because if at some point in the game, if they got to switch the zone, especially looking at your linebackers, things can get ugly for the Houston Texans once again. Mm, mm. We appreciate it, man. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming out. Have a great Friday evening. Stay out of the heat if it's hot down there. <laughs> Keep the AC kicking. But we'll talk to you soon, Cody. Thanks again, man. Thanks, guys. Yep, have a good appreciate one. It. Yeah, I tell you, I think uh, if if uh, the Ravens see some zone cover, I mean, if if Lamar sees man coverage running down the field, he's gonna be like, "I'll just run myself." That's right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, whoa, but I do. I mean, I think that we'll have to switch some things up. But appreciate Cody coming out, yeah, man. Uh, guys. You know, been covering the Texans for a long, long time, so certainly appreciate his insight. But. I'm excited to get into yes. you know, our portion of this thing. Eli yeah. Hoff says, guys, what matchup are you looking forward to? I'm interested in seeing our, if our cornerbacks without Marlon Humphrey are going to be good for at least the month that he's potentially out. I'll add a word in there. There you know. go. There you go. He's out for a whole month. But I, I think that's, uh, that's one thing we're going to learn, right? We're going to learn what we got. Well, we may not learn it fully, but we're going to at least know a little bit about what we got at cornerback behind Marlon. Yeah, certainly a little bit of a, a litmus test here. A little bit, right? Uh, certainly not no test that they'll have the following week. Yeah, no way. With a pissed off T. Higgins and a mm-hmm. Jamar Chase and a, a Tyler Boyd. Yeah, they got Joey Burrow with the fattest wallet in the, in the NFL. Hey, man. Can't even sit right, dude. He, can't, he sits on I'm, the I'm, I'm happy about it. You know why? Because they ain't paying Higgins and Jamar. Jamar's talking about getting $30 million plus. <laughs> Joey just took 55 Now nah, he'll get 30 million plus. He just from won't be playing else. from the Bengals. That's right. He'll get him from the Houston Texans. That's right. You know, or maybe yeah. the Niners will sign up to be the highest paid payer yeah, of pay a guy in another else. position. You know? <laughs> uh, James Lee Wiley says, B-more gets four sacks, two interceptions. I think that's – and Lamar sits out in the fourth quarter. Well, that sounds like a week one with Lamar under center. That's what it yeah. sounds like right there, James. Yeah. It, it does. Wouldn't shock me. I mean no. – this is a team that's it's them in the in the Cardinals, right? Like like who yeah. do you look at as competing for the number one pick? I mean, I guess the Cardinals and then a big drop and then them. Because- yeah, because you know they take Texans are trying to compete, right? Yeah. Like they're trying to just like he said, and just like you said, see what they got, see what CJ Stroud is, things like that. They just got a lot of firsts and mm-hmm. a lot of unhealthy players, a lot of key positions. It's really gonna be brutal for them man in fact the when he was breaking it down i'll get to my over under i changed my score made it worse yeah well (laughs) yes a bit worse yeah um so anyway all right let's get into this glenn we talked about we talked about the injury stuff yeah um oh shoot all right so uh actually and i'm gonna need your help here live um got you 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 got you got some stats up i got it all nice okay what do you need? All Ravens right, let's talk. Or... Let's talk Texans defensive yeah. rankings slash stats here. I know that they were uh, bad. Pretty, yeah, pretty bad overall last At year. But let's break it every. Down. Yeah, yeah. So the tough part, of course, is much like breaking down the Ravens' offense is that the Houston Texans' entire coaching staff changed. Yeah. So with a new coaching staff came an entirely new philosophy. So what? Yeah, they're gonna have some player carryover. 
it's hard to look at what they did last year and read too much into what they're going to do this year. But with that being said, uh, the Texans defense ranked 27th in the league, giving up 24.7 points per game. They ranked 30th, uh, allowing 379.5 yards per game. Uh, Let's see. They were 26th in opponent's Yards per play gave up 5.7 yards Yards. per play, Jimbo. Mm. And they were middle of the pack in third down, 38.9%. So if you're looking for something to to lean on, they weren't, they were, they were mediocre at uh, stopping opponents on third down. Let's see. They were 29th against the run. Is that good? No. Uh, And they were, they were 29th in yards per carry. They were 32nd in yards per game. Yes. I How cannot. many teams are in the league? 32, baby. They were dead last. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's really, really bad. Uh, yards per game. Let's see. Opponents' yards per game. I mean, look, Jimbo, let me just tell you this. They're bad at everything. And and you know what? When we get into the offense, summarize it for you. They were horrible at that, too. I mean, yeah, this I mean, is a team huge in transition, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he talked about some names that that we'll talk about defensively, of course. You know, he talked about Will Anderson and Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, Didn't bring up Denzel Perryman. But ultimately, this is going to be a challenging task for this defense, just like you said, Glenn, to come into the bank to play against this Ravens offense, which is what I really want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, let's get into it. Numbers, DK talked about this when he's creating the over-under. Numbers between the Ravens offense last year and this year are going to be, I think, so... Uh, hard to project because it's philosophically and uh, you know, schematically it's just a different offense, but Mm -hmm. I want to start with, I want to start with keys and players of the game offensively for us. I'm excited to get into these Glenn, because I've been thinking about this one for a while. I was out pushing Henry for way too long today. And I was thinking about this for a long time, dude, I think JK Dobbins is going to go absolutely off. And I'm really upset at myself because I had sky Moore in my flex. They got me four points, and J.K. is going to go on an absolute tear. Dude, cut him, by the way. Cut him, dude. Oh, he's gone. Gone. He's already – yeah, he's yeah, he's gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think J.K. And, – and I'll tell you this. As far as my key to the game offensively, because the offense is learning and getting to know Munkin and Lamar and him are getting to know each other, I think that you need some, some positive positioning on – or some positive – some – some po- some easy third and short. So like some positive plays on one and two. I don't want to see a ton of like third and tens, third and nines, third and eights, third and ten, third and nine. I know that would be the 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 case every game, but the reason I think it's a key in this game is because you don't want to put undue stress on the offense early while there's still a learning curve. So yeah. I think that that's more important. Not that I'm scared about us losing because I'm not, but I do think it's important for the growth of the offense to put themselves in positions where Munkin can go all right, let's open this whole thing up mm-hmm. and let's get to know one another, right? Like, let's go dancing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's important. Early success because, look, any player that, that – what makes a player early. buy in is the success on the field, right? Like, they're not going to buy in if you're not doing well on the field. So, it right. only will help them buy more into this system uh, if – if uh, oh, man, that's tough, Cakes. Um, if – if you have early success, uh, success, Cakes Mitchell says, "Don't feel bad, Jimbo. Yeah. I flexed Tony, and I think a lot of people made that mistake last night starting Kadarius uh, Tony. I, I can't believe there's a picture floating around 
where it's right at that catch point where the ball, it looks like it's already caught. And then the, the caption is, this was an interception. This was seven first. points for the, for the Detroit Lions. Like, it's like when you see a picture, you're like, no, no, it can't be. It, it cannot be. But, yeah, he had just about as bad of a game about I've ever seen a receiver have. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. But, um, but yeah, I think early success. To me, what I'm looking for in this, because here's the thing, Jimbo, this is not a, like, this Texans defense, I expect to be a lot better. Now, I mean, they are getting the premier defensive coordinator in the league last year. They, mm-hmm. This is a guy who, while had good players, he coached the best defense in football. If you if you go by our fantasy score rankings, uh, they were the number one defense. And, and I think no matter what rankings you look at, the Niners were right up there. Them and the Eagles were the two best defenses in football. And so I think they're going to be really well coached. I think he's going to bring a system that's relatively easy to coach in the sense that like it's not as complicated as some of the other systems because they let you play faster by simplifying the system. And it's worked really, really well. Uh, you know, it, it really a lot of different stops, including last year. So I think they're going to be very well coached. They got really good players at all three levels. So this isn't, well, I mean, they're not the best defense they're going to play. This mm-hmm. is a good starting game. And so what I'm looking for, Jimbo, is tempo and rhythm. I don't want to, I want to see them getting up to the line quickly because that's what Munkin said he likes to do. So mm-hmm. I, I want to see that. I want to see Lamar be decisive with his decision-making at the line of scrimmage. And I want to see the ball out quick. You know, I I don't want to see him standing there looking, scanning left and None right too much. That's how he gets hurt. Get the ball out quick. I mean, we saw that in the preseason. We saw drives by these backup quarterbacks that were bing, bang, boom, down the field. And that's our backups playing with backups. So in my anticipation is that this offense should look spectacular. If if Todd Munkin can get Johnson to look the way he's did and and Huntley looked the way he did in the first week oh, with boy. less with way less steps than what mm-hmm. Lamar's been getting. I expect this offense mm-hmm. to be hitting on all cylinders. So while I think it's a tougher test than most people may be expecting, I want to see tempo. I want to see rhythm. I want to see this offense look like it knows what the hell it's doing. Yeah, you know what's gonna crack me up because people are talking about the rain. If Gus goes out there and gets 20 carries. And just like this turns into an absolute slugfest. Rain because, doesn't scare me. Not you know what I'm saying? But it would just yeah. make me laugh, right? Like everyone's expecting this high-flying offense, and then yep. all of a sudden 35's out there just dominating the game in a hey, totally dude. different way than people anticipated, you know? That's what – hey, look, he asked, He was asked about Pat Ricard, Todd Monkin was. He said yeah, he is an that. integral yeah. part. Well, we might see just how <laughs> integral he is if he's out there running. By the way, I can hear the rain just beating down on my roof right now. I it's don't even think coming. it's raining here right now. It might not be, but you are in the basement, right? I am, yeah. So you got like how many floors? But I got a window right here. Oh, yeah, you'd see it because this is, I mean, it's loud. Yeah, no, for sure. So Pretty Boy Suave says, I hope Lamar doesn't let outside noise keep him from playing his game. Throw when you need to, run when you need to, keep it simple. I agree with that. Actually, I was just about to say something to that effect when you, you know, to your comment where like, I think it takes two for this whole thing to work with Lamar. There's a blessing and the curse of being such a magician when you hold on to the football. It's always that temptation to think that every play can be a huge play. And with Lamar, I understand that can truly be the case, but Lamar's also got to be the guy that like, you got to be willing to do the, the, my mom always used to get upset about Tom Brady. She'd be like, everyone thinks he's great. All he does is dink and dunk. And it's true. Like a lot of times Tom would just play within the system and take what was given, right? Like Tom Brady's great. But my point is that he was willing to 
play it within the system. And so is I don't think Lamar will have any issues with this, but my point is that Lamar does have to keep it simple in that, like, hopefully he can avoid the temptation of always wanting to hit the home run and just mm-hmm. get it out early, get it out quick, like be the boring, boring point guard sometimes that like just shows up and runs the play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. So that's oh, I said it. Damn it. You said it, not me. Look at that. Damn it. And I haven't said it in two shows. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right, though. I think the home run will come. Like, yeah. you can't always look for it. I think that's honestly what, what Joe Burrow's biggest struggle against the Ravens last year is that the Ravens took away the home run, yeah. and it really crippled their offense. And so I think understanding that five yards is okay. Like, it, that's mm-hmm. not it's not a failure of a play. And to and some points, punting is even okay. You yeah. know, so I, I think you're right. I think uh, staying ahead of schedule, but also making sure you take what's given to you and not try and force things. I think the, 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 the simple fact that this offense is going to be far more spread out. I mean, yeah, people got to remember is oftentimes, like, there will be every member of the team inside the hash marks. Like, there was no one... It's so it's going to be so different now that yeah there might not be this many designed runs but he's going to have so many opportunities with space mm-hmm. in front of him just to take off man mm-hmm. I I really really can't wait but I want to get into our offensive um, breakout players here Jimbo and I think I think you yeah, got yeah, a good one is is, is going to absolutely run mm-hmm. wild that's a good one that's a good one yeah who now go let with? me ask you this well let me ask you. Does J.K. Is there any chance? Because I talked to you this all fair. I yeah. want to ask you on there that J. Uh, that John Harbaugh says, you know what? Justice was here for every practice. He never missed a down. <clears throat> Gus, the same thing. Those guys deserve the bulk of the workload in the week in week one because J.K. Dobbins willingly held out despite not being injured. Do you think he'll ease him back in as like a we got to reward these guys for what they did in camp? I think if this was college, he might. I don't. I just don't. I think that uh, certainly not Justice Hill. I could see maybe Gus, but nah. I don't even think that. I think that J.K. is just a perfect fit. So no think- penalty at all for choosing to sit out. Nope. Okay. Interesting. All right. Nah. I don't. The guy so. with a doghouse. Yeah. Tells me someone who might be a little bit. You know. Yeah, but Munkin's over there, like John. Really? He's my best. Yeah, He's like, my best. you can't, okay. you, you know, you cut me off at the knees here, John. You know what I mean? Now, that might be a bit hyperbolic, right? Like, that's not the case. This offense is deep. But with that being said, yeah, you can't, you can't sit him because every yep. game counts. Even though this is going to be an absolute party and we're going to double them up. This, uh, yeah, this is still going to be, um, yeah, this is an important game. So now I thought about that long and hard, but uh, I decided. I think, no. I think Gus gets the tutties, though. Hmm. All right. I think they bring Gus in for all the goal line and like, look, you're not going to be out at the end of the year going to be shaking that touchdown number in front of us asking for a crazy contract. That's a good point. We're going to give him yeah, all to we, Gus. Yeah, we know we can get Gus back next year for five per. That's right. You're yeah. going to win 13 plus. Yeah, but you know what? My my breakout player is going to be Zay Flowers. And the only like reason it. I'm a little hesitant is because don't be. Jameer Gibbs should have been the breakout player for the Lions last night. But they did not give him the ball. It is the most ridiculous. Is it because he can't block? He can't pass block very well? Like I he's mean, not on the Maybe field Montgomery time? is a better pass blocker at this point in their careers. But when the ball was in their hand, it was a massive difference in how they looked when they had the ball. Like he had six carries. He averaged, anyway, Gibbs averaged six a carry. 
That goober Montgomery averaged three and a half. Can you tell who's on my fantasy team? Anyway, yeah. I think the only thing that has me concerned is if Zay Flowers gets the, the Jameer Gibbs treatment, where for yeah, some yeah. unknown reason, he's on the damn bench when he should be getting the ball more often. Because that's all I kept saying last night. Why is this guy on the bench? Every time he touches it, Collinsworth is like, geez, this guy's explosive. And he yeah, never touches the ball. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's not happening though, Glenn. I would, I would, I would. Uh, so I guess he's going to get a full compliment yeah, of for sure of, because I think the sooner you get him confident, the sooner you get him up yeah. to speed. Especially he's, he's potentially a top two weapon for, on the outside from a wide receiver perspective on your team, and that's the way. That, if that's the way they feel about him, yeah, get him in early. You know, what I mean, get the reps in early. If there's going to be mistakes, get him in early. If there's going to be learning, get it in early. So yeah. get him the ball early and often. And the other thing about Zay is that I think it's fair that you can argue of the of our top three wide receivers, he's probably the easiest to get the ball to because you can get it to him so many ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like so, you're not handing the ball to Odell. Right. You know you're what handing I mean? it to Zay. You're doing everything to get it to Zay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think you're good. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, this is going to be a different offense with with Monk in there, and I think he's all go on Zay Flower. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So the off the you already kind of talked about it. The Texans, like I One don't last think all offense. Oh yeah. Yak yards. We're gonna finally oh, see guys running with the ball real. in their hands, Jimbo. Holy smokes! Dude. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. No, I'm with you 100. percent Them in positions to to get the ball and turn up field. Yes. And do something with it. Yes. And we got you know? guys that can do it. Yeah, you know it's crazy to me. It still is incredible to me that Marquise Brown is going to turn on the TV and just be—he's th- got to throw his remote at the television, right? Like just watching it. Like this is what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like I mean, he's got to be part of him that's kicking himself. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Got to be. I mean, you, you just there's got to be. And then same with there. You talk about kicking yourself. Arizona reports are they might be eating. 90-some million dollars on Kyler Murray's contract uh, if they go with Caleb. I mean, it's it's so lunacy. I don't, I don't get what's going on. I mean, on. look, he, he, these people who are envious and watching these teams spend like they sp- – yep. look at Arizona, man. You yep. just don't spend just to spend. You do it wisely. Joshua Hunter says, excited for Zay Flowers. Will Mandrews and OBJ be out this Sunday? No chance yeah. OBJ is out. He was back at practice today in full strength. Manager's got in three days of limited practice up to this point. I think both will be playing. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. I totally agree with you. Mark sitting out if the trainer says sit out. John's yeah. not over there like Mark sit this one out. That's not how John rolls. So if he ain't doing it, Mark ain't sitting out either. It's just yeah. that simple to me. Um, yeah. But I will say this. If there's any concern, sit him. Because we can beat yeah. these guys without him. That's fair. Um, all right, let's let's uh, move on to the defensive side of the ball for the Ravens. One thing I will mention, I mean, I think it's worth saying, number one, talking about the Texans stats last year, I think we're going to forego it because they have a different quarterback, a different everything, and they yeah. weren't good. Just know that they were like they were 30th bad. or worse in every category. But I do want to point out some players that are worth pointing out. I'm yeah. going to point out two specifically, and then uh, I know that you have some some other ones, but uh, Nico Collins is a, is a guy that seems to be a bit of a fantasy darling. People are excited about as like an under-the-radar emerging potential number one for them. And then you got to talk about Robert Woods, right? Because Robert Bobby Woods, Trees. yeah, he's he's one of those guys that like every, every year he's healthy, he ends up being a much larger contributor than 
than than originally anticipated in my opinion so you know and he's a vet leader in that room he's got sure hands in my opinion he's just at above average at everything i loved watching him at usc because he was a dog i don't even like usc but i liked robert woods and i still think he's about the same so i think those are two guys you know to at least keep your eyes out there for yeah no doubt i think uh was it um just receiver out for the rams oh my goodness oh a cooper cup yeah, Cooper Cup credits Bobby Trees for a lot of you know teaching him a lot of a lot of things. He's, he's certainly what whisperings of IR for Cooper Cup. Great. Oh, I know, dude. Hey, you got hey. him late, right? Didn't you? Yeah, like, you got not that late. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, a couple other names. I, I think they got they got obviously high hopes for Dalton Schultz. They brought him in, yep. took him from the Cowboys after I think he kind of dropped the bag a little bit, not staying in Dallas, but. He comes over. I think he'll be a focal point offensively. Tank Dell. I mean, look, Cody talked about him. There's high hopes for Tank Dell. They think he is their Zay Flowers. So, you know, it's kind of the, the quick way to put it to you. And then, you know, to Damian Pierce, he's a heck of a running back. You know, that guy can really run. And backing him up is Devin Singletary came over from the Buffalo Bills. Good receiving back and can really, you know, talk about catching the ball and, and doing something with it. He's, uh, he's the kind of guy that can make you miss in a phone booth. So they got... They de definitely have some talented players on the outside, but it's it's no surprise. I mean, it's no sh it's no shock to to anyone to know that C.J. Stroud, being a rookie, is going to see a lot of things in this game that he's never seen before. The speed is going to be different, but I think the biggest thing, Jimbo, and and I'm glad Cody pointed out, but I'm going to really reemphasize it. Mm -hmm. How many firsts are they are they going through? Like Todd Munkin was asked about his first time as a play caller. He said that he, he thinks they went eight straight three and outs. Mm. when he became became a, a play caller. Well, Bobby Slowick's going through that right now in real time. This is his first job. He's, I think, my age, and he's coach. You know, he's the offensive coordinator of an NFL team, so it's certainly a lot on his plate. Mm. Same with another very young head coach being a rookie. Now, he's played in the league, been around the league, so I think he's going to do well, but he's still a rookie. C.J. Stroud, a rookie. I mean, they got first all over the place, Jimbo, and I got to imagine – McDonald's going, I mean, this is like Christmas. This is our mm -hmm. first game, right? Yes, sir. I told you, dude. Absolute party fiesta at the bank, and I cannot wait. Now, we talked about their offense a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about our defense. I want to get into, um, I mean, if you want to give some stats, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I got some for you. Let's right, see. Cool. Uh, defensively, now we can actually talk about that because. Yeah, because there's some continuity there. A lot, yeah. In fact, yeah. Um, let's see. The Ravens were third in opponent points per game, 18.8 last year. I mean, that that's pretty spectacular. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if if, I, if I'm crazy here. Third down, 36%, fourth in the National Football League. Those are two big mm -hmm. indicators right there. How many points you give up and how you get off the field on third down. Uh, rushing the ball, let's see. Uh, rushing yards per game, they were third. Only gave up 89.8 yards on the ground. I, I, I think it's crazy, Jimbo. Even losing Calais Campbell, the run defense could get better when you got mm -hmm. when you bring a guy like Jadeveon Clowney and you got a full year with Roquan. Uh, let's see. Passing yards per game. Uh, let's see here. There we go. Passing yards per game. We were 23rd, 230 yards per game. Now, remember, we were so far and away dead last to start the year after that Dolphins game. So yep. they really had to work and play well just to get to 23rd. Uh, but I think all those numbers were gearing in a 
huge positive direction after Roquan came aboard. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh gosh, I uh, yes. I'm just gonna embrace it. I hundred percent agree with you on that, and I'm looking forward to see what this defense can do. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, my key to this defense is gonna be make Stroud beat you. I feel like I've said that on the show a million times. But anytime we play a young guy, look, you got to do two things. You got to tackle to avoid mm-hmm. the the like the big play, yep. the yeah, the big play, the home run stuff, and you got to stop the run. If you can do those two things. And Stroud has to drop back 50 times and everything stays, you know, everything's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You're not losing this football game because he's going to make mistakes more than once. Uh, it's just the, and look, even the greats, I mean, go look at the, you know, a lot of, Peyton I think Manning was, yeah, terrible. I was say, they have like four interceptions. Or something. He was horrible. His first yeah. rookie year was horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you can't knock the kid. It's not a knock on him. It's yeah. just the fact that this is the NFL. It is what it is. And unlike the NBA, uh, you know, this is the world championship here. So, um, <laughs> dude, how about the U.S. losing again, man? After talking trash on Noah Lyles, dude, and everyone being offended and hurt and upset. I lo- I, the way I, I like here is you can say you're the best in the world, but you can't say you're the world champion. You can say you're the best team in the world. Sure. But you can't say you're the world champions. Yeah. I think that's a way to easy way to you know think of it. Yeah, because they are the best team in the world. Like, come on. I think he was just saying literally, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not a world competition, right? It's just that, of course. Just like, I mean, you could say the same about baseball, the World Series. Like, you call it the World Series, but that's much more of a world game. That's a pretty right. That's what I mean. So, like, there would be more credence behind the idea of not being able to call the World Series. Okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? It's a pretty world game, though, right? Well, that's why. Because if it was a World Series, you would bring in the whole world. I see what and you're compete saying. Against yeah. the like the Olympics. World. Exactly. Dude, this storm is intense, bro. Yeah, I ain't getting the thing. It's like moving my house. Oh, Holy geez. sugar. All I know oh, is you're shook. If I just like go shook. out, dude, you know why? Because it is absolutely <laughs> dumping buckets. But I think what I'm excited to learn about this game, Jimbo, is mm-hmm. kind of because this Nico Collins, Tank Dell, they're not slouches. Dalton Schultz, he can run. He can run routes. He can catch the ball. Yep. I think what we could learn is what do we have in those corners after Marlon mm-hmm. Humphrey? Who can we count on? Who can we mm-hmm. not count on? And then also, you're talking about a banged-up offensive line. So these young guys, Owe and and uh, and David Ajabo, yeah, they should be looking at this as a game to get confidence. I mean, if you can't make this offensive line look bad, that's not that's not going to be a good thing for the rest of the season because this offensive line is banged up and even healthy weren't going to be considered one of the top offensive lines. And now they're banked. I mean, they lost three starters and a key backup already. Like, if you can't make mincemeat of this all offensive line, then maybe Eric DaCosta has to be on the phone when it yeah. comes to the trade deadline and getting some help on da- the edge. David Ajabo and, and Adafi Owe have been on their hands and knees because the Lord just parted the Red Sea like Moses for these guys. Let me tell you what. Nothing is going to be easier than this game for these two. Get it yeah. done. Get it done. They've got it. They've got to get it done, right? This is get some momentum here. Show us. Mm-hmm. Show us what you can do. Um, unfortunately, though, Glenn, I'm I'm still concerned about it. I'm still concerned about them getting home. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I agree. We're gonna see what we got here. I'm I'm still a little concerned about the secondary overall. Uh, but uh, look, I, I'm not. Now, the one thing I will say that I for, sorry I forgot to mention was that. 
the one thing I'm really excited about is the interior. I've talked about this a lot, but the interior pressure. Um, and this rolls right into my player of the game. Not it all coming from the big boys up front, but I think PQ is going to be our breakout defensive player of the game. Mm. Keep your eyes. And look, I know I've, I've, Hold on. Why, why did he block us? Because of, of me. And now you're picking to be our breakout player. I am. You know, because look, I'm not that guy. I'm trying look, to win him over, guys. Well, look, just because I say you play bad doesn't mean I think you're a bad person. You're still a human. You're trying to right? get back on that Christmas card no, list. No, you can be a, a bad person like Mashawn Watson and play good football, right? So they're they're mutually – well, That's true. you know, they can be mutually exclusive. So ultimately what I'm trying to say is PQ's getting a, a sack up, straight up that A-gap blitz. You know what I'm talking about? That, oh, that, yeah. that PQ – they bring him and Roquan up. You don't it know who's dropping, blur. who's coming. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be six hitting the gap and just smashing CJ Stroud. Uh, I think he's gonna have a tackle for a loss. I think he's gonna play super physical. We've seen it in training camp. He looks absolutely dialed in. I know everyone's mm-hmm. excited about Roquan, but I think he is just what was the the short that they did? What was it uh, like uh, grinding in darkness or whatever it was? I'm talking about darkness. Uh, Adafi Owe was talking about it. Anyway, the Ravens media put it out. The point is, is that in the dark, he's been doing his best, David Goggins, and he's ready to go out there, dude, and just crush it. Patrick Queen is going to kill it this game. Look, I'm even going to say this. He's going to lead us in tackles and no, sacks. stop it. He's not going to lead, lead us in tackles, tackles and sacks. Book no, right no. Roquan Smith is going to lead our team in tackles every here, single game. Gentlemen. Here's what he will do, though, Jimbo, because I think you're right. I think PQ has a big game. I think he has a sack and he has a pick. I, I think like he has it. a sack and a pick, and I, but no chance does he lead our team in All tackles. Right. I'm Roquan! Not the year. I'm not saying for the year. I'm just saying he Ro- comes out of man possessed. Okay. Comes out of man possessed. I, if he is, then, then that means him and Roquan got double digit because that's how – how uh, how many uh, tackles I think he gets? Well, I I don't think you're crazy at all for picking PQ. I think he's gonna have a big big season and a, I mean a big game and a big season. Yeah, uh, I think there's a couple of guys I was really almost about to pull the trigger on on Kyle Hamilton because I think he has a big game. Uh, I think he gets his hand on the ball, but I'm gonna go with Adafi Owe. Part of it's maybe wishful thinking, but also this guy has looked phenomenal all training camp. I mean, this guy has looked unblockable he's already been good against the run i don't expect that to be uh-huh. any any different i think in fact he gets better in that area as well but i think we see that that patent or what do they call it his signature pass rush move i think we see it week one jimbo he's gonna get two sacks you're gonna eat your microphone cover <laughs> damn it <laughs> put some lowry season salt on that you're gonna eat that shit. you know eh? <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no i'm sorry it's wishful thinking glenn you're really trying hard to manifest what? this one somebody's gonna oh so it's only gonna be that queen getting a sack no 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 i mean i think it's gonna be a job for it's always poorly as a job looked somehow adafe will be able to stand up there with a valid excuse at the end of this game as to why he got no sacks well this is how it goes. I don't think they'll put him on the stand if he doesn't get any sacks. They're going to hide him and rush him out the back door. They're, he's oh. only talking to the media if he has a good game. That's it. Fair enough. So, Don, see, and I like it. Look, I'm hoping for Just like I said, if, is there ever going to be opportunity as good as this one? Not all year. It's I mean, he does play big slow twice. That's, that's true. But he's usually rushing against the right tackle. That's and, you true. know, that big baby isn't playing right tackle. He'd, he'd cry too much, Jimbo. 
Uh, it was all, yeah, it wasn't for the money though, right? No, nothing to do with the money. No, uh-uh. uh, Don C says four ten. Yeah, four ten sports talk, best in the business. Rip. <laughs> oh, we gotta start that up again. I forgot. Rip C.J. Stroud. Look, man, we're hoping for a long and fruitful career for C.J. Stroud. Just not anytime he plays against the Ravens. It's just not come all. Not the shout out to Don C. The next day. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's uh, let's see here. All right. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we have a new and exciting partner in BetUS. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Glenn, you excited about BetUS? Oh, this absolutely. Year? I mean, look, they're trying to give you money. That's right. I mean, it's- they're saying, look, you put in 100, we'll match 125% of it. If you put on anything up to $2,500, you'll get a match 125%. Bing, bang, boom, just like that. And let me tell you, some of these take the over on all of them if it's the Ravens. I mean, Dude, I think they're yeah. going to absolutely – nine and a half, Jimbo? Come on. I, you heard it here. I got it at 16. <laughs> yeah, and you're still putting a couple of dollars on it. That's right. Look, uh, the, do yourself a favor. The cool thing about most smartphones today is you can do picture-in-picture. Picture. Just do picture-in-picture. Picture. Watch the show. Hit the link while you sign up. Mm-hmm. And 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 make yourself some money. You get up to 125%. So it's a match and then a cherry on top up to $2,500. Just like Glenn said and always says, go with what you know. Yep. Over on the Ravens, everything. Make yourself some money this week. And it's an easy way to support us in the show. Help us keep the lights on. So join mm-hmm. the crew, BetUS. And this segment, of course, is brought to you by BetUS. The one, the only over under competition here at 410 Sports Talk. We're going to get into it. That's right. It is back. DK yeah. is the mastermind of all this, the original champion of the over unders, uh, and has now taken the throne as the uh, puppet master of it. So, DK, what do we got first? All right. Over under Zay Flowers receptions. Actually, I got ahead of myself, Glenn. We got to tell people how they can participate in our over unders. Yeah, absolutely. So after this live is over, don't do it during the live because if you do, it will be erased when the live is done. So wait till after the live is over. You can comment in the in the comment section below. Give us your answers to your over-unders, uh, including the, the first tiebreaker, which is the total score. And then your final tiebreaker is the total yards for the Ravens. You can So you can either do it in the comments after this video is over, or you can direct messages on any of those uh, social medias right above my head right here on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, however you want to enter. And the winner, excuse me, gets uh, some swag. And by the way, shout out to Fly Looking Yo. He won our draft prediction, and he got a shiny, brand new, authentic, Hello. real Hello. deal Holyfield Zay Flowers jersey. And I'm hopeful it's, it's going to be close. I don't know if it's going to get here. I don't know if it got there in time. It was either today, uh, but he, but I know he's going to that first game. So I'm, I'm, I was hopeful it would get there in time, but if not, it'll certainly be ready for me. Yeah. When you see it, make sure to rock it, tag us in your, in your social media. Post a picture. See it, man. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, this is something we look forward to. Yes. I mean, I really look forward to it because it gives me an opportunity to really assert my dominance over those, uh, the other two gentlemen on involved in the show. It gives me an opportunity to really just, let them know where they stand when it comes to sports knowledge and the ability to predict what our Ravens will do every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And 
I've decided, ladies and gentlemen, this year, and I'm going to tell you guys uh, first as well, that I am done. I'm taking off the gloves. I'm taking off. I'm not going to be handling you guys with the oven mitts that I have been in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, I painted the eye black under my eyes, and mm-hmm. I'm ready for war. Um, I've decided that this year, foot on throat is my kind of like, my um your mantra slogan. yeah it's my mantra is that i'm gonna put my foot on your guys's throat this year i'm not gonna be swayed and trying eh, uh-uh. i get my answers in early i leave them because here's mm-hmm. what you guys do you like to wait to the last second mm-hmm. and then i get influence uh-uh. stick with my convictions and no mercy this season so let's get into it yeah i'm real concerned and I can tell the chat loves they want me to win too. Dude. I mean the entirety of the of the comment section is team Glenn. And well, I it's easy to root for underdogs. I appreciate you for a front runner, you know? Nah, dude. They love they love to see a dynasty, and that's what I'm gonna give them. Wait um, a second. And thank you All guys. Right. Uh, shout let's to do this thing. Well. Huh? Let's do this thing. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Over under Zay Flowers receptions. Three and a half receptions. I'm just going to say it right off the top. Over, baby. I'm going over. This guy changed it. He said under before the show, guys. Wait, get that look now, Glenn. is just straight blasting I'm out the curtain. He oh said he wasn't going to do I was, I was on the set. He only needs <sighs> one a quarter. I'm trying to convince DK to go oh, over. Oh, that's right. It was DK. My bad. Yeah, that's right. My bad. And you did. And by the way, quit convincing DK and swaying him. And he wants to be wrong. Let him be wrong. Well, look, Glenn, a true leader brings those around him along with him. You see what I'm saying? See? I'm not afraid. Bring the You're competition, weak. bro. You're weak. That's why you won't win. You're too weak. <laughs> Wait a second. I won last year. Kid gloves. Off. What you got? Under over, my over. man. Over. Of course he's going to have more than that. Right. The, only, the only concern is, is is overall touches versus receptions. Because I do think they'll get in the ball by more ways than just throwing it to him. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I think this is a Zay Flowers coming out party. At least I hope it is. Now, what if they decide to hide him till week two, Jimbo? Nah. Any chance? Nah. Because no? nah, yeah, OBJ, is a li- he did tweak the ankle. So maybe his snap count's a little diminished because of that. And maybe the same for Bateman coming back from the foot. So and DK went over. Nice work, DK. Nice. Yep. All right. What's the next? So we one? all agree there. Over. Yep. All right. Next one. Over under Ravens passing first downs ten and a half first downs passing the football. Mm. Yeah, I went under here uh, simply because I think that we're going to be able to run the ball at will. That was my logic, and I just went with no. that. No, I agree. I think if this was a, a, a maybe next week. I go over, but this is a this is a team where I expect the Ravens to have a, a comfortable lead in the second half and kind of just chew the clock out on the ground. So because of that, not because it's an incapability of getting 11 first downs through the air, but um, yeah, I just don't think the, the necessity will be there. So I agree, and so does DK. So all of us, all both. let me just put it this way. Both of you guys agree with me because I had my answers in first, and I see you both just Followed suit. Let's see if anyone has the Gahonies to go outside of what I predict. All right. Moving on to the defensive side of the over-unders. See if you guys had the Gazungas. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Ravens, interceptions, over-under, one and a half. What say you, Jimbo? Yeah, I mean, I'm going under here. Uh, It would be be easy to pick over. Oh, not easy. It's not that's the right word. But it would be very reasonable to go um, over. But I'm going under. Uh, I'm just not feeling it right now. I don't know. I was just a gut feeling. I have no real explanation other than usually my gut's right. 
Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say under as well. I think they get one interception, and I think they force a couple fumbles. So I think the turnovers are there. I just don't know if there'll be interceptions. Didn't – I mean, look, it's it's tough because anytime Marcus Williams is on the field, I feel like he's going to get an interception. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of. But I also, right. I also do think a lot, one of the linebackers are going to get their hands on a ball – but I agree. I think I'm going to say under, but I'm not real confident. I almost changed it, but I'm going to stick to my plan. Mm-hmm. You see how you're already it. in your own head? Well, look, I can get in my own head, but <laughs> the problem is you can't get in my head, okay? It's a vault right here. <laughs> you know? Oh. Uh, BK, though, says going over. over. Yep, okay. BK's going over. So it's the first discrepancy. DK's going to freaking you know, win in this day. God dang it. Um, all right, next defensive over-under, and this is where I make my ground. Adafi Owe, total sacks, over-under, 0.5. The disrespect is oh. real, gentlemen. Yeah, I say great. over, and I'm ashamed of you, too. Uh, well, don't be. It's Defend under. yourself. It's, yeah, it's simple. Tell me when I've been wrong. <laughs> Tell me one time I've been wrong, Glenn. I'm not a hater on Adafi. I just... He won't get one? Against the shittiest line he's going to see all year? Of all people, a can't get one Owe, today. Right, will not get one. He'll, he'll, he's just the guy that, that, you know, he just won't get one. I just, <laughs> he's just got to prove me wrong. He's just got to prove will me wrong. Will anyone get a sack against, I mean, against this porous offensive line? Will we get sacks? Yeah, it's going to be Clowney. It's going to be a Jabo. It's going to be PQ. It's going to be Roquan Hill. It's going to be Michael Pierce. It's going to be Travis Jones. It's going to be, I got Kyle all Hamilton. those guys. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, give it, yeah, exactly. I mean, for some reason, I feel like I'm just right usually about this. So, Adafi, I hope he proves me wrong, but he's going like- to prove you. He's going to get one. Okay. Dang. Get one for me, Adafi. Get okay. one. Then you'll make me the winner. Of course, me and DK could be a tie at this point if he got the one right and I got this one right. Um, so these tiebreakers could very much so come into effect. All right, first tiebreaker, total score over under 43 and a half points. So will the Texans and Ravens combine for more or less than 43 and a half points, Jimbo? Oh, over for sure. And I'm just going to, can I just say it? Yeah. The, the Ravens are going to win this game in a by a landslide. It's going to be 38 to 16. The Ravens are ringing up 38 on them. And I think that Don C is right. I think they take it easy on them halfway through the fourth quarter. Uh, it's it's going to be a party, an absolute party. So if my math is correct, Jen. And I think it is. Uh, yeah. We're going over. Yeah, that's a big over. That's a big win. 22 point victory. That would be, that's what I expect to see a, a win that's decisive. But I'm going to say under. But not because it's not a decisive win, because I don't think the Texans are going to get to 16 points, Jimbo. I got the Ravens winning 31 to 10. So getting to a total of 41 points. Still a dominant victory. Uh, but I do think they get um they get a, la- a a second half touchdown. I think it's I think it's three points at halftime and they get a late second half touchdown. Dang. My man DK says over, and he picks the most dominant win of all oh. of us. He says 42 to 10, Jimbo. Beatdown. Wow. Statement game. Wow. Well, yeah. I hope he's right. I mean, the thing is, I originally, my score was, uh, 
31-13, and then I felt like we were going to score more. But then I also felt like, all right, you know what? The NFL loves scoring, so they're going to get one touchdown, and they'll get like three field goals, right? And then that that like they're not going to get in the end zone very often. Um, yeah. But I feel like ten is just really low in today's NFL. That was my concern. Just it is. In general. It is. It is. It is a low, a low score. But hey, if we put a, if we end up winning forty-two to ten. I think those little pussycats in Cincinnati are going to be shaking in their puss and boots. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for it. Uh, All right. Last one over under total yards for the Ravens closest to the pin wins it. So just to be clear, I want to make sure I'm clear. doesn't matter yeah. if you go over, this isn't price is right rules. Right, right? Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and this- the first tiebreaker is the heaviest in weight, right? Like if you win the first tiebreaker, the second tiebreaker isn't even considered. The second okay. tiebreaker is if you, it's only Need there to go there. Gotcha. So this is all, this isn't even always factored in. It's only there as a necessity. All right. So closest yards. I got the Ravens 395 as their total yards. What do you think, Jimbo? Yeah, I'm going 376 here. Um, I, I think that the Ravens will get it done efficiently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they'll get some short yardage due to turnovers via fumble, via mm. maybe some special teams, weirdo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm going 376. I feel good about it. DK, now don't make the same mistake you did last year. Remember last year, week one? You meant mm-hmm. like 5,000 oh, yeah. yards. Yeah, we did terrible. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, we did super bad. DK, what's uh, let's see, what is it? It's four something, right? 415 is what DK's got. Dude, he's like, you know what? I'm not even worried about the tiebreaker because I'm already going to win it. Doesn't even matter. No, that's no. what he's thinking. Uh, no, I'm going to win it with the tiebreaker being under, and I'm going to start my reign as the uh the new champion yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well what's your prediction for the game though glenn did you give your score i did I oh you did yeah yeah, 10, you, yeah 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 cheese away see I'm, oh man i'm going you and dk both said 10 and that's why i was talking about, look i'm over here going crazy cakes mitchell says y'all tripping marcus williams gonna gonna get two picks yeah. himself i don't think you're wrong i, I mean I, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see that i mean he's that right. good uh and i wouldn't see, be shocked to see kyle hamilton get his hands on a ball i think he's I think Kyle Hamilton is going to finally announce himself to the rest of the country. Like everyone in in Ravens in the Ravens flock knows about Kyle Hamilton, knows how valuable he was. Yeah. But I think those around the country still don't know about Kyle Hamilton, unless you're a uh, a woman who's a fan, because apparently he is a um, he's very desirable by women. Kyle Hamilton. Uh, right. That's what I, that's what I've heard. He's very handsome. But uh, most people around the country, I don't think know who this guy is, despite the fact that he was rated as the highest safety according to PFF in all of football. But I think Sunday, they're going to start to hear his name. I hope so. I hope you're right, because that's one thing that he did in college that we're kind of waiting to see is the ball skills, right? Yeah. Um, That's the next step, I think, for Kyle. So, um, yeah, hoping for the best. But look, ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys have had a fun time tonight. Make sure to go check out BetUS. Use the link in the description. It's super easy. Make yourself some money. Just like Glenn said, go over, over, smash the over on the Ravens this week. We're, uh, we had a great time with our guests tonight. Really excited about this game. We will be back right after the game, so keep it locked here. That's all for us, and it's official, Glenn. We got to send it out with it.